0: My name is G2 Jason uh, Raju. Uh, my first name is G2 Jason, uh, but you can either call me G2 or uh, Jason, whichever is uh, convenient. And my company is Impact Media. I run a PR agency. I do consultation. And I do uh, sometimes a, a done-for-you model for my clients. It depends. Uh, so that's basically what I do.
1: This is Diversified
2: Game Game. game. game.
1: A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kellen. He may
2: agree, he may oppose. And it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas.
1: So let the game begin.
2: Hey, it's Kellen. And today on Diversified Game, I'm very happy when I get to talk to other PR professionals, especially when they're the other side of the world. And now I can say on the other side of the same world, because I literally live in madness in Florida. Um, but I have celebrity PR agent, G2 Jason, and he's going to give us the game on what he does and how he does it for people all over the globe. So G2, welcome to the show. How you doing, brother?
0: Thank you. Uh, thank you for inviting me. I'm, I'm really glad uh, for this.
2: Yeah, you know, I really liked your, um, your openers on however we... Uh, you know, came together and, and introduced each other, when I was doing my research, I said, okay, I see G. 2 you know, he he's gonna, he's pushing for the PR. And you told me you're in India, which I'm a Bollywood fan, um, because I'm a Nollywood fan. And they finally <laughs> have come together with Namaste Wahala. Thank you, Netflix, and, and everybody for putting that together. But I want to, you know, I want to know, how did you get to doing this? You're a young guy. Was PR something that you studied in college or how did you get into the field? Uh,
0: no, my, my background is in, in computers. Um, like, uh, I was a teacher before this, I was teaching, uh, computer aided design software programs, uh, like, uh, Siemens NXCAD and uh, 3ds Max AutoCAD, et cetera. And we used to do like teach people and also do projects in, in this area. And, uh, but that was a like a, a brick and mortar business where we were like bringing students in, working with companies, et cetera. And uh, it was very difficult to scale up. And this was like two to three years ago. And uh, I, I wanted to like really scale uh, things up. So I got into like digital marketing so that I could run ads on Facebook for my business. And that got me hooked because, it, you know, th- you know, and, and this was a time of like people were doing drop shipping and all of that. And I, I thought like you know it I didn't have the capital back then to scale my brick and mortar business back then so I thought maybe an online business would be easier to scale up and it is related to a physical business and so I I started doing facebook ads and things like that for my own co- company at the time and uh, slowly started to get you know into this and at that time I had uh, like a, I was food poisoned and I uh, had to be rushed into the ER and uh, When I got out, I had like uh, panic attacks and PTSD and depression, uh, which is like uh, typical of, you know, once you go into an ER, when you come out of it, most people uh, go through this. And uh, so did I. And, uh, you know, so I had to reevaluate my uh, philosophy a little bit. And after that, I started like helping other people out who are in similar situations to get out of uh, like situational depression and things like that. And these were you know, just my friends and people I met online. Uh nothing professional at that level. So I, I I took like the first steps into like connecting with people online. Up until that point, I did not make any connections online. I was like not online. I did not have much of a Facebook presence or Instagram presence. I did not have these accounts or anything like that. So once I got onto this, uh like I you know, networking is much easier uh compared to like meeting people physically because it takes a lot of time. It's very inefficient. It has its own pluses, uh, but it, it, if you're starting out, this is a much better way to do it. And uh, at the time, my friend who, like, I was fortunate enough to have, like, uh, friends who are into on, on, uh, entrepreneurship and things like that. So my friend was doing uh, web designing at the time, and he was reaching out to clients uh, and making around, like, a uh, $1,000 a month from india itself by building website drop shipping website for other people and uh so i you know he taught me some of the things that i needed to know and i plus worked in in uh with a friend of mine in in the capacity of like a sales uh sales caller and i like uh, that that kind of brushed my sales skills up a little bit i was taking like 10 10 calls 5 to 10 calls a day and uh so after that, I started with public relations. Uh, initially, we were just doing press releases. Uh, and uh, for corporations, England, like uh, peop- uh, companies who wanted to get a, their news out, let's say if they are moving their uh, headquarters to a new location and bringing more jobs into that location, so they wanted to do a, a press release and, so that journalists could write this, uh, the, get, get, those, get that information to their news articles to inform the, the public. And then slowly I started to get into like, you know, uh, as a contributor on small uh, publications like Disrupt, Kivo, et cetera. And uh, my network grew and uh, we started connecting with other PR agents and contributors and journalists. So then we uh, help people get you know uh, media attention and also we consult people on how to do this themselves as well. So that's basically uh, uh, my story up until now.
2: Wow. And and I, and I love it because it's just a natural like one thing goes into another. And that's how it works yeah. for most of most of us. I went to and actually taught this stuff in graduate school to, to mm-hmm. folks, but it was still one thing just leading to another. And that's just how life is. Now, one of the services that you give out and I I'm going to I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat anything. You know, I, um, you put people in Forbes, you let people know I can get you in Forbes and every PR professional can, but there are yeah. PR professionals like Kyle Dundee. I'm going to say a name because I, mm-hmm. I've actually bought some of his courses and I'm not saying they're, he's a bad person, but he and others will say, hey, I can get you on Forbes, but it will be on the backlink. So people can't, you know, some people know the trick, some people don't. But to really be in Forbes, I have four, four placements that I can name the people, right? Um, They're not the easiest to get. What do you think about placing clients on backlinks and saying, hey, you're on Forbes versus them being on like the, you know, front website and you can easily search it? Because, you know, clients want what they want and we're here to give it to them. But what are your, your thoughts on that?
0: Well, there are a number of ways, like in public relations, there are people who uh, do press releases only and uh, that I'm okay with that. But, you know, press releases work for a set, set of people. Like I said, I initially started with press releases and it is generally not useful if you are an entrepreneur or a, just a startup to do press releases because uh, unless you're doing something really, really exciting, in that case, uh, press releases, I've not seen it work for them. And so generally we pitch it to corporations who have like, you know, uh, who have a lot of money involved in each decision. So some of the decisions need to be reported. So that's where press releases come in and also uh, these news media publications. And, you know, it, it's really something that we can't control because the platforms are not under control. Uh, they have this uh, sponsored article, which are we call it advertorials. Uh, they have clear, you know, disclaimers on it, and uh, so that's one thing that people do. And I've seen people do that, uh, like uh, uh, get, you know, featured in in sponsored articles as opposed to like proper news articles. And uh, that, you know, is it works as long as people don't know what it is. But you know, like at some point they're going to learn that this is a paid article, and you know, it's not the same as uh, an actual featured article. So we we educate people in the differences between a sponsored article versus a contributor article versus a staff article, and we tell them which works right now for what application. So that's part of our uh, like service that you know we we teach people how to distinguish between bullshit articles versus uh, like proper articles, and you know learn the difference between them and use it the right way. So which is uh, like uh, there are a lot of people who come to us who. Mm-hmm who just want to get featured so that they could reach more people. You know, PR is not a very good reach tool as it is uh, an image building tool. I'm not saying reach doesn't happen, but it's like trying to, I always give this example, and it's like trying to stitch your dress with a knife. Uh, so, so that's the, the drawback. So learn to use the tool for the actual purpose.
2: I'm so happy you said that because when people come for services, they, you know, especially now things have changed since um I'm talking like the old elders. They have changed because social media and PR is like it's fight and PR was already fighting with marketing and advertising. Yeah. And so what PR is really for people want you to, you know, make me famous today and have me on the platforms and monetize. And it's like, you want me to do that in a month, too? No, that's not even something. I, I can't guarantee you that because your content might be totally just whack. So now I have yeah. to do everything for you or work with people that I know that can do it. And that's why I love having these conversations to find out, you know, what do you really enjoy the most with your company doing? Because PR is so bad. What's your favorite things to do in PR?
0: Well, my favorite things to do in PR is, you know, uh The content of the article, if it is, you know, uh, generally, you know, you think that just giving value to people is is the way to go. We hear this a lot, you know, give value, give value to people. But there are two types of value, in my opinion. One is a very uh, generic version of value, which is, you know, I'll give you a crude example. I think it's better that way. Let's say, you know, you want to know something about immigration. And uh, uh, so if you publish an article about how to get, how to immigrate to U.S., and uh, this is the way you do, you, you know, you try to go for this visa, that visa and try to fulfill all the requirements for that. That is value, but it's a very generic version of, of value. Uh, what works so far that I have understood is, is, you know, hacks. People are excited about, you know, certain solutions that, uh, you know, most people are not trying to think about or most people are not doing. So in, in the case of like immigration, and I'm just giving an example. Um, so let's say if you're already in the U.S. and your visa is about to expire, but you want to stay in the U.S., what can you do? Well, you can you know, work in a church. You know, there's R1 visa, you, know, you can apply for that and work in a church and then you know, go for EB4 visa, which is a EB4 uh, green card, uh, religious worker uh, green card. So that's an interesting news. Most people don't know this path. So if you provide that value and if you come and you know, appear in the news, that's, that benefits the news agency, that benefits the readers, that benefits the people who are, who's being featured in that news. So try to, I try to focus more on the content and try to uh, you know, move away from the generic sales kind of a material to more value-oriented. And not just generic value, like you know, something that is a hack. There's a difference between a solution and a hack hack is newsworthy it's interesting to read you know people like that they click on it but uh generic solutions is more like you know you know like you a pat on your own back
2: uh, majority of the folks are listeners but youtube is kicking up um packages for people where should people be at you know and links will be in the description uh folks uh for his services but where should people be at financially And I know everybody wants something different. You know, some folks might say, just put me on Forbes or just make my Google profile so I can look like a famous person that Google cares about, you know, but where should they be at financially? Because you're not Fiverr, you're celebrity PR agent. So the price, don't call him thinking that this is a Fiverr connection. And there's nothing wrong with Fiverr. I love Fiverr. I love Upwork and all that but you are um you are at a different level and you have clients you know like Chase Tang and Keith Mason that you work with and they've given you video testimony but where should people be at before contacting you financially
0: well uh, they should already uh, have a business or a profession that they have some ground in this is not you know PR cannot uh, take you from uh like not having a business to having a business you need to have something first so that we can Like brand you as something. So that's number one. Second is um, you should have at least some initial momentum so that uh, we could say something about, or at least have some expertise, or at least have a crazy story. For example, if you travel around the world on donations, and that's not really a profession, but it's it's a newsworthy thing. You know, you could be that's something that we can get you featured about and. So that, that's what either you need to have crazy story or you need to have uh, like a decent budget so that we could uh, build up that, that initial momentum that you lack. So which obviously takes more time and more money. So uh, that's what you need, need to have. I'm not saying you should have like a crazy story all the time that we have. i work worked with people who are, you know, who are just running a business. Like uh, i work worked with people who do insurance for uh, corporates and uh so they corporations usually pay a lot of uh like premium high premium for their employee health uh health care and that's unnecessary they can kind of uh, give a more uh, reasonable premium so i worked with a guy who could uh, help reduce the prices of corporate uh, like premiums that they pay on their employee health care so that is something that i thought like you know people should know or at least companies should know about and so we did a story around that so you should have something going on and the second uh, if you talk about budget um it's like there are things that we can do uh like around the thousand dollar range but if you want like serious impact uh so you need to have like a budget of around like three thousand dollars or about
2: awesome and you know that people When I send them my scope of work, they say I never knew how expensive it was going to be. I said, oh, you thought you were at Walmart. No, no, no. This is the highest in store that you can think of because we're good at what we do. We're great at what we do. Actually, I'm going to be Trump is my Irish twin. We're born on the same day. So sometimes it might sound Trumpish, but we're great at what we do. Nobody does it better. Um, But when they pay for these services, would, do you have a average of how many placements they get? Because I wanted this to be a teachable moment because I have seen PR professionals place 30 placements in a month and clients still not happy because they didn't understand that just because you got placed didn't mean that your product was going to sell out or your services. So what would you say would be like an average placement?
0: The average placement for like, uh, I cannot speak for other PR agents, but for me, it's, it has been three. Uh, three is the average uh, placements that I I get my people like uh, clients on. And uh, uh, that, you know, unlike uh, like TV, radio, or, you know, print, uh, digital PR is is the exact, uh, the reach or the exposure on it is kind of like the opposite of what the traditional PR is about. So if you appear on some uh, talk show or uh, some radio show or print, you get the most exposure on day one and then it kind of tapers down because you know the news gets old but when it comes to digital pr it's the opposite way around uh, once you get featured in uh, for a specific content or something like that that kind of stays there and every day every month it keeps collecting more and more readers so on day one the the exposure is low and as 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 time goes on the exposure keeps increasing it's sort of like a youtube video over time you will have more videos so it's it's something like that. So uh, in the short run, of course, you know, like you don't see much of a result. But in the long term, especially if something happens in that industry, your you know you, your article gets a lot of exposure, and people reach out to you because of that.
2: No, I, I love it. I love it. And you have a package. This is just so when people ask me next time, Kellen, can you make me that Google profile thing? Do you have a package just for that? And then I'm going to share this interview with them and say, here's the package right here. Here's the guy. If you have a package for them to have their Google profile, because, again, like you said, not everybody is that exciting. Not everybody is worth a Google profile or verified. But if you do yeah, have a yeah. package for that, um, please let the people know.
0: Um, For Google uh, Knowledge Panel, we don't have specifically a package because you have to change your life a little bit in order to to get, get that so what we have found out is then if you're an author uh, if you have some books written that's generally the way to go uh, like uh and uh, so that that's generally how we want not not all of our clients want to write a book or uh, have a book written for for them so of course that's not applicable for everyone uh, so we don't have a specific package it's on a client to client basis so whatever the client's requirements are we kind of tailor it for them but we do have like a uh, like a, a press package for the, where we can uh, get you at least three publications in a month. Uh, and the retainer fee would be around uh, five thousand dollars for
2: that. OK, and, and, and yeah. that's a straightforward answer, people. So there you go. The price is the price. If you can afford it, you get it. You got the guy to do it who has you know recommendations. I want to know because I know you're. From your hair, I know you're still a young guy. um I don't, I don't see, you know, the, the gray. That things are flowing. Um, okay, well, like, what,
0: what do you think? What do you think my age is?
2: I would say 32.
0: Okay, uh, 29.
2: 29. <laughs> okay, I was reaching because when you said that, usually when people do the <laughs> 30s and they still got it, they okay. Now, yes. So, you know, I probably would have said if you didn't say it like that, I probably would have said 27. But yeah. But everything is still flowing on you, and the best is yet to come. Like, you are just getting good, right? And you're on your way to greatness. What is a community give back that you are doing or that you plan on doing in the future? Uh, I I didn't understand the
0: question. What Uh, do you
2: mean? A community give back. Something you do for the community or that you would like to do for the community.
0: I would like to see the like uh, the the standard of uh, journalism like increase a little bit because today um, like there are a lot of opinion uh, pieces like op eds uh, opinion articles and that's kind of okay but I, I think you know if you are in the field of journalism I think you have like uh, you should focus more on you know, like uh, objective journalism like Wikipedia does. And focus. I know, it, like, uh, it, it, you know, it generates a lot of money, you know, uh, if you have opeds, um, because it's like you can spice things up. But I don't think that's the right way to go in the long term. So um, I would like to, uh, you know, uh, see more. I, I don't know how exactly we're going to do this, but we need to s- uh, see a shift away from, you know, opinion journalism to uh, objective journalism, which uh, sadly it's not going in that direction. Right now,
2: well, are you saying is is India suffering the same way America and the UK is with the yeah, opinion it, journalism? Yeah, yeah,
0: it's a it's a global <laughs> problem.
2: Ah oh, man, okay. I, I I thought maybe it was just um, it was just us because when when I'm in Africa, you know, things are more old school in journalism. And and even yeah. some of the YouTubers get in trouble in some of the countries, and and that you know. But it depends where you are. I'm talking about 54 different countries and counting. Um, yeah. I know there's no official language in India, but mm-hmm.
0: it, there I
2: thought, it is. Well, it, from the Constitution, I thought there was no official language. There is a national language.
0: I, I, yeah.
2: That, okay, and it's Hindi, right? Yeah. OK, I, I got some bad information um, because I was like, you know, I was thinking that like in America, you can speak whatever language you want. It's legal and people have to, in Cameroon, English and French work. Um, but there are certain things on YouTube. And if you can't speak on this, I understand. There are certain things on YouTube that people could really benefit from that are only in Hindi. Do you know why that is? And the things that I'm thinking about are YouTube certifications that English speakers have no idea, unless you work for YouTube or have you know connections, know that you can be certified in YouTube. And I've seen these things in Hindi and actually had them translated a little bit because I'm a nosy guy. I don't care. I want to know every language. Oh no, tell me what they're saying. But do you know why that is? Because with over a billion people. I sometimes look at India like, are we going to have to run to India when this thing burns down? (laughs) Uh, You know, are we going to have to run to India? So I just want to know, do you find there's an advantage as a PR professional because there may be other things I don't even know about that you know about because they're only in Hindi? Um,
0: Generally, uh, like journalism in India is uh, um, somewhat similar to U.S., but uh, here things like, you know, there is no left or right. There's there's no left, actually. Uh, there's, uh, we're still, like, becoming uh, sort of <laughs> liberal. <laughs> and so the polarization that you have in the U.S., we don't have that to that extreme in the media here. Um, so there's that difference. Uh, and, you know, there are a lot of things here that, uh, you know, in U.S. it might be, like, you know, a big deal, but here it's it's not. So, uh, yeah, and this is a very heated topic, so <laughs> it gets into politics and stuff like that. So, yeah, generally things, things are more uh, acceptable here if you say things online, but it's not in the U.S. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so there's that sort of thing
2: going on. I'm going to keep it PR because I do have some Indian, I call them family members, um, you know, they're friends. And I hear about, you know, every place, every country has its own issues amongst its own people. And you get into tribalism. We're going to keep it PR, folks, because if we go into that, you're going to have to then go look at the history and see how and why that is. And um, some of that um, I'm even going to blame the British. But again, I'll keep it PR. I'll keep it PR for (laughs) PR's sake. If you want to leave the people with anything, again, links are in the description box. People, please leave the people where where they can find you, how they can connect.
0: Okay, um, you can follow me on Twitter at the G two Jason or Instagram. Um, yeah, those are the two platforms that I'm most uh, mostly available on. Or you could go to my website, impactmedia.biz, and book a call with me and you know get a, get a consultation session.
2: And it's a beautiful website. You guys have gotten the game. Make sure if you do nothing else, share this with someone, it will change their life.
1: Hi everyone. Have you ever been curious about visiting Africa? Which African country were you interested in? Kenya, Nigeria, Uganda, South Africa, Ethiopia? Which country are you interested in? My good friend, Kellen Cash Coleman, So imagine what you can do with a hundred dollars back home. I say back home because I'm from Sudan. I'm African. I already know how it's like. I know that you know when you convert Canadian and American money, it goes a long way when you're traveling across Africa. So if you're curious, um, if if Africa is a place that you've always wanted to go always wanted to move there. Kellen Cash is the person to ask. Check out the course. There's a little preview you can listen to um, before you actually purchase it. If you're interested in this course, visit www.diversifiedgame.com. Don't miss out.